Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dairy Sports Podcast. I'm your co-host, Christian John. With me, as always, is co-host Sam Daring, and we are really excited to talk about the Bucks' start to the offseason so far. We had a very eventful start to this offseason as we acquired Drew Holiday, and we thought we acquired Bogdan Bogdanovich to start, but obviously the Bogdan news is coming in fast constantly, and we don't really know what's going on there. We will find out probably more. We can start, though, with the Drew Holiday news and how, how exciting it is to get a guy like Drew Holiday, who is a big upgrade at point guard for the Bucs. He's probably better in just about every game than what Bledsoe is. And, you know, Bledsoe had, did a lot of good things in his time. I, I don't want people to just, you know, focus on his struggles in the playoffs. But he did do a lot of good things for the Bucks. It was really cool that somebody who got traded here signed an extension with the Bucks. But it was just time to move on. We needed to improve this team. And a guy like Drew Holiday, who's defending, shooting, and ability to create for others, is just miles ahead of what Eric Bledsoe brings to the team. And I'm really excited to see that aspect of his of somebody's game getting brought to Milwaukee and seeing somebody like that play with Giannis. Yeah, and that trade made so much sense. And I like that you brought up, like, the good parts of Bledsoe because when people think of Bledsoe in the box, the first thing they'll think of um, is his struggles in the playoffs. And Bledsoe has value to him. Um, I'm not, I'm, 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 in, per, in my personal opinion, I feel like there were better fits than the Pelicans for um, Eric Bledsoe, um, especially the fact now have Brandon Ingram as a restricted free agent. So it'll be, I'm really interested to see what they do, what they end up doing with Bledsoe there. Um, I would assume, I would assume they will and should, um, end up re-signing, um, offering Brandon Ingram an extension. But, um, and in regards to the Drew Holiday trade, you're, you're right on the money there when you said, I mean, this team needed a new look. And, um, I mentioned before, um, I was kind of surprised to see both Dante and um, Bledsoe traded when we had initially acquired Bogdan shortly after Drew Holiday Monday night. Um, but I mean, at some point, if we were getting if we were getting a significant player, you kind of had to expect players like George Hill and Bledsoe to be in those deals. And I was a little bit surprised why we didn't kind of nudge on the Chris Paul trade. But I mean, I I absolutely love the Drew Holiday um, acquire. Um, and it's, I mean, this is a very important off season for us and, um, it's very important and losing Bogdan, which we'll get to in a bit here, doesn't help. And obviously the NBA is investigating that now, um, in regards to like tampering. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, this Drew Holiday makes this team so much better with, uh, now the big three is going to be, um, Giannis, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. Yeah. It- and again, it's just so nice to have an offensive upgrade without giving anything up on the defensive end. And again, like I truly believe that Eric Ledso is one of the best defensive point guards in the league. However, Drew's a better defender just because he's bigger and he can defend more positions than just other guards. Drew can clamp up a guy like you know a bigger 
a bigger two or a smaller three. You know, he can give guys like LeBron even issues. So that'll be really interesting. He's just, it's nice to have a guy like that who can be a quote unquote change up in a playoff series, defending a bigger guy. Like I, I would expect him to defend Jimmy Butler in a series if we play Miami again. So that'll be really interesting to see. Um, as for the Bogdan thing, man, getting Bogdanovich would have been huge. Like that would, that, that was the perfect perfect guy to put up. That would have been the perfect starting five. All of the pieces would have fit so nicely together, and now it's just, you know, I, I don't know what, what we do. I, I'm not sure where we go from here. Um, obviously, we waived Ursa, so there goes the $7 million contract. That would have made a lot of trades work. I'm not really sure if, you know, know if it, what the plan is now. I mean, now we can use the full mid-level exception. So maybe you get a guy like DJ Augustine on the mid-level exception and Drew Holiday starts at shooting guard. But I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty dejected about all of this in all honesty, just because this, this was tough. The Bogdan thing was the perfect move. It was the perfect fit. And now it's seemingly off the table. Yeah, it really did. And I mean, I was pretty optimistic about the trade until we waved Hurston yesterday, um, who was obviously in that trade package for Bogdan. Um, and, and Bogdan made so much sense as well. I think it even made more sense than Drew Holiday because he fit every mold that we needed. I mean, it's another big man, um, another shooter that averaged 15 a game, three rebounds and four assists. Um, and now restricted free agent, sign and trade. Obviously, the trade fell through. Um, it's going to be interesting. Um, if we go after another big name player, um, I, I, the Victor Oladipo trade rumors are not really firing up as one, as much as they once were, um, a few weeks prior. And I'm pretty sure the Pacers and Pacers and or Victor Oladipo kind of shut down those trade rumors. Um, so the Pacers might even be sticking with Oladipo, maybe going after someone else. Um, but that team looked so promising. Um, yeah, obviously the bench was not deep at all at the time, but there were some solid free agents that the Bucks could have signed. Um, so it, it's really tough. Um, I'm wondering, I mean, my guess is they might either go after the extension first for, for, um, for Giannis or try to bring another one in to convince him other, to convince him even more to stay. Um, but I mean, this is a really crucial offseason now. Um, and it really sucks that this fell through. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously we have to pivot. There's, there's got to be something else here, but I just I don't know what what that is. Looking into everything and just what what we have at our disposal. I mean, maybe the plan is to trade now Brook Lopez in a deal and use his twelve million dollars salary, but now you're taking a big piece of your starting five out of this, and it's just. I, like I said, I just I'm not sure where we go from here. There's there's free agents that I like. Don't get me wrong. There's guys that I like, but they're all complementary pieces. I I don't see us getting like Bogdan still to me had potential to be a, a really good player in the NBA who could really impact us in several different facets of the game but now 
I, it's like I said, it's gone. So I, I'm not. What's sure. so ironic too is Bogdan wanted to play in Milwaukee, and it's not like yeah, he chose to be a strict, restricted free agent and go elsewhere. But Brian Windhorst even said, like, right after the draft, that, I mean, that Bogdan wanted to play in Milwaukee. So I'm really interested to see what the full details end up being. Um, as they did come out earlier this morning, um, that they have indeed started investigating it. Um, it was a sign and trade deal before the deadline or before free agency had started. Um, so I'm fat, I'm really interested to see what, how, what the full details end up being in this. Um, but yeah, I mean, free agents. Building our bench with that starting five, I mean, that would have been we the Bucks would have been the team to beat. Um, I I saw very I would have seen very little threats depending on how the Bucks would have built their bench um, off of those starting five because um, I I would argue that's one of if not the most lethal starting five that the that we would have had the Bucks would have had um, in the NBA. I mean, top three arguably. Yeah. So. It's just, again, it's tough for me to see like a path to getting another guy like Bogdan because it, it just no longer is there. But at the same time, Horst has been able to be really like trading for Nikola Miritich with what the assets he had in the stable was quite impressive. So maybe he has something else up his sleeve. I mean, obviously, if you're going to wave Urson. <clears throat> there's there's a plan, right? I mean, obviously, they're not just going to waive one of their bigger contracts that they could trade for nothing. So clearly, there is a plan in place. It's just, you know, we'll have to wait until later today when free agency opens to see that plan come to fruition. Yeah, and I'm wondering if now that the Bogdan trade fell through, the Bucks might be a little bit more aggressive in free agency as we might have thought. Um, because there are there are some talented players. Um, I mean, one guy that I was thinking of, especially now that he he declined his player option with the Lakers, um, is Avery Bradley. I mean, he averaged about 24 minutes a game, averaged eight points a game, um, and I think he would be a really valuable 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 bench asset to the team. Um, I mean, that, that's one of the first players that I thought of. I'm not sure what one of the ones that you thought of, but yeah, one of the ones that one of the first names that came to mind, especially now that he recently recently declined his player option, um, was Avery Bradley. Yeah, Avery Bradley makes a ton of <clears throat> sense. I I think you could slot him in at starting shooting guard on this team. He's I believe he's slightly better than Wes Matthews, and obviously that would just upgrade the starting five even more. And then having a guy like Dante come off your bench, another guy that like you know maybe you can convince to not go to Atlanta and to come here on the mid-level exception would be like a guy like Danilo Gallon and then you do move Brooke Lopez for somebody just because Gallinari brings that ability to shoot and score Gallinari is a really good player who has never won anything in his NBA career so perhaps he would be interesting in winning a little bit another guy I, I like I I already mentioned him earlier. It's DJ Augustine, and DJ Augustine, I think, could start at point guard on this team, and then you have Drew Holiday start at the two. That's another thing to me that I'm not exactly opposed to. I also like the idea of potentially going after a guy like Jeff Teague. That would be another nice player. I was going to say that name as well. (laughs) So... Maybe, and I, I've heard that Goran Dragic 
is more than likely going to resign in Miami, so he kind of comes off the board. But that would be another player whom I believe fits the mold of like what we would try and do. Uh, you you cut out just a half little bit there. What was the last player you just mentioned? Goran Dragic is a guy whom I believe <clears throat> would fit the mold of things oh, we yeah. would want to do. Rodney, oh. Rodney Hood's another guy mm-hmm. coming off an injury. He he's an interesting name. Frank Kaminsky, his player option or I believe it was a team option got declined. He would just be fun because he was a Badger. Uh, maybe we bring back Wes Matthews, somebody like that, but. There, I mean, there's definitely names that I believe can help the Bucks in free agency that would be easily attained. It's just Bogdan was the best of that grouping. Yeah, and I, I have a feeling. Um, I mean, I, I know it's way too early. Free agency just started, um, but I got a feeling if we don't make any more trades and we just do, we just go aggressive in free agency. We're, we some Bucks fans might not be satisfied, um, which is unfortunate. Um, another name that I'm not, I don't think you mentioned him, um, is Joe Harris. Um, it'd be interesting to see. Uh, we may or may not have the cap space for him. I think he is restricted, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Grand Dragics makes a lot of sense. Grand Dragics, Grand Dragic and Jay Crowder are both free agents. Um, my guess is they end up keeping Jay Crowder, um, because I think if the Bucks would have signed Jay Crowder, I think he would, I think he would be a significant amount of money. Um, and, I would love Bradley Beal for a trade, um, but I just think that would be the Wizards' asking price is going to be very high for him. Um, and what I was think, I, I I truly think um, the Wizards should keep Bradley Beal this year. Now that you're going to have John Wall back, and if you have the, if you have them back fully healthy, and the experiment doesn't work, and they under the team itself underachieves. Then you listen aggressively for trade offers for Bradley Beal. Um, but I would give the I would have the Wizards, in my opinion, give them one more year for Bradley Beal. Um, and if they were to trade him this offseason, I think I I don't think the Bucks would have the assets, um, especially now that they gave up their three now two first round picks um, in the next two in the, for the next two drafts. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's some free agents out there, um, but. None of them are Bogdan, which is tough. Yeah. Um, so now we can definitely pivot to the draft and two second-round picks the Bucks had in Jordan and Sam Merrill, whom both had a clear and obvious tool that they bring to Milwaukee, and that's the fact that both of them shot almost six threes a game last season and shot 40% on those threes. That's obviously what we've been looking for on under Coach Bud, and we just bring in a lot more shooting. I I love both of these picks. Nuara brings some size. It looks like he has some defensive ability. And again, he can shoot 40% from three on six attempts a game. And then Sam Merrill is kind of a Duncan Robinson type guy. He was, you know, his college nickname is the Luka Doncic of the Mountain West. So he's obviously a guy who in a lower, played in a lower conference in college, but still got so much done, hit a bunch of clutch shots in college. He has a good basketball IQ and he can shoot the three. And that's something that I really look for in a late second round pick is just somebody who knows how to play basketball well and has at least one really defining trait about him. 
So that high IQ and that ability to shoot are just going to make it easy for us to play him early on in his career. Not like drafting a 19-year-old, but you're drafting somebody in their 20s already Mm -hmm. who, again, has just been around the block, has played a good amount of basketball in their life, and doesn't have to grow into who he is as a player. He is, Sam Merrill comes in to the box, and he is who he is. There is no, you're getting what you get from Sam Merrill, and that's the guy who can come off the bench and just be a flame thrower. Yeah, um, to me, I think a lot of it was Jordan Nuora was, you know, best player available. I think he was one of the most, un, like, one of the more underrated shooters in this draft. Um, you know, I think a lot of people obviously think of those lottery picks, but I mean, those second round, and what makes it so tough too is no March Madness. No March Madness, even the season canceled. Um, I, it was, March Madness was canceled, um, like, the week of or the week, or I think it was right before Selection Sunday. Um, it was canceled. Um, and like, that's one, the one player I'm thinking, what, what I was also thinking of is if you give this guy a full season, um, with March Madness, I think Nico Mannion's a first round pick. Um, and now with the, with obviously the unfortunate news that came out yesterday that Clay Thompson tore his Achilles. Um, and now they, they have Nico Mannion drafted. They also have Jordan Poole they drafted last year. Um, so I mean, the Warriors, I think, are still a playoff team. Actually, they also, Kelly Oubre yesterday, um, but um, Jordan Noir, like you just said, I mean, he's aggressive, and he's a guy that can get to the basket, and he's a big-bodied player, and as far as Sam Merrill goes, yeah, he is he is already 24, but like both both of these picks make so much sense. He shot 46% um, from the three, and I think it was 37% in the paint from the floor, or and, yeah, in the arc. Um but yeah, I mean, he's 24, but the trade makes so much sense. I mean, you bring in a guy that played elite competition um, from the Mountain West. Um, I shouldn't say elite, but you bring in a guy that played a decent amount of competition in the Mountain West um, over at Utah State. Um, you, I mean, the fact that our bench is, I personally don't th- see Dante DiVincenzo on the team. Um, I, I, I... Wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks try to make another trade move. Maybe not something like blockbuster move. Um, but if we trade DiVincenzo in there, I do think that um, Sam Merrill potentially be a guy off the bench. Um, but depending on what our bench looks like, he could be a guy. Um, and if he was younger, I would say develop him in the G League. But he is already 24. Um, but I like the Jordan Noir pick a lot. Um, and he, like he, <clears throat> he's a big-bodied player. He's aggressive. And he, he's a point scorer. Yeah, and the thing is, though, the Bucks don't really – they're not really looking for developmental guys right now. I mean, they're looking for guys because of their cap situation and just the assets they have in their team. They need guys who would be able to step in and play right away. And then that's what Merrill and Noara give you with their experience, their age, and they're just they, – they know – who they are as basketball players they have their identity already set out and they have these defining skills that they'll understand their role and what they're going to be asked to do and they'll be able to do it well just because they're being asked to do a couple of things not not these young players who are still trying to figure out who they are as basketball players they're already there right and i we initially talked about you know marcus howard which would have been awesome seeing a marquette guy actually he did He's on a two-way deal with the Nuggets. Um, 
signed yesterday. Um, another guy I was looking at was also Miles Powell from Seton Hall. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was. I think he was signed with the Knicks. Um, another name is Devin Dotson. Um, I think he's on the Bulls, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I mean, this draft was very deep with point guards. Um, but then like once you saw guys like Malachi Flynn off the board, um, even before that, I mean, that teams that were like very team needy. You didn't see them reaching for a point guard in the draft. I mean, this was big. For, this was a big draft for shooters all around. Um, but big draft for shooters, not so deep um, after maybe the 20s for, um, you know, a center. Um, but I'd say this was a deep draft for um, big, sh- I would say, shooters, definitely. And Jay Williams was, well, two things. One, Jay Williams was saying, and I personally don't see this either, he doesn't see any superstars in this draft. Um, and I, I don't see anyone in this draft that is a generational talent. Maybe you can have a conversation of LaMelo Ball. And what I, this is the second thing, is what I thought was really fascinating, and I actually think it's a really good point, is after the draft, Mike Schmitz talked about LaMelo Ball, and he talked about where he was playing. Um, he played over in New Zealand, and he brings that up because he was away from the media, and... He could focus on basketball. Charlotte is not Golden State. Charlotte's not Minneapolis. Charlotte's a small market team. And I know Michael Jordan was um, very high on him. And I don't think a lot of people, I don't, I feel like a lot of people, including myself, expected LaMelo Ball to go um, one to the Timberwolves. Um, and what I, what I think is so ironic is, um, I think it was when, I'm pretty sure it was when Lonzo was still at UCLA. Um, he, LeVar was on first take, and he was arguing with Stephen A., and he was telling him that he could beat Michael Jordan one-on-one, and now his son's playing under him. So, I, I mean, I love that fit. I think the Hornets had a heck of a draft, but, I mean, obviously that's off topic from the Bucks. But, yeah, I mean, I don't really see any generational talent in this draft. Maybe LaMelo Ball I think you could have a conversation for. Um but Jay Williams, I think, brought up a great point, too, when he said there's no superstars in this draft. Yeah, there definitely wasn't, and that's why, you know, it's tough to have a pick finally if you're the Bucs, obviously they trade. It's just tough to have such a weak draft class when you finally have a first-round pick. Yeah, and I feel like this draft could end up being, like, a draft where we do find a few gems, um, depending on where, like, the fit. I mean, maybe Vernon Carey. And I feel like Vernon Carey, I think, is another example. If you give him March Madness, you give him um, you give him a full season, I think he's a first-round pick. What's so crazy, too, is, like, again, I know mock drafts are kind of irrelevant, but they're fun to look at. Um, but Nico Mannion, a year ago around this time, Nico Mannion was projected the top-10 pick at the time. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean... We can both agree on, obviously, this draft wasn't that deep. Um, deeper shooting guards, um, but, like, talent-wise, I'd, once, I'd, after Wiseman, LaMelo, and Anthony Edwards, it was a pretty decent drop-off, um, And which which is what's crazy is, like, Patrick Patrick Williams was probably, out of Florida State, when the Bulls picked him at four, was probably my most surprising, like, pick of the draft. He's a six man, um, and I, I think the, one of the big reasons why they picked him is 
they love his upside. They they think he. I mean, they were saying that he's got one of the highest upsides of, out of every player in this draft. Um, so hopefully he lives up to it. Um, Billy Donovan is a player developer. Obviously, I think you were the one that picked the Thunder as you know one of those sleeper teams this past season to make the playoffs, and they did. And Chris Paul was a big contributor to that. And nobody, we didn't expect Chris Paul to be on the Thunder for a full season. They they wanted to go into the season with Chris Paul and hopefully try to trade him in the, at the start of the season. Um, but yeah, I mean, as for the Bucks, it'll be really interesting to see. Um, now the Bogdan trade fell through, unfortunately. If they do um, start to be more aggressive in free agency, yeah, I would definitely agree and. On all points, really. This draft class was weird. There was a lot of guys whom we thought were going to be high picks that then the season happens and just they really dropped off. And there will be definitely some guys who come out of this draft, though. They'll get with the right coaching staff, and they will be a lot better as players than what we thought they were going to be. But that obviously happens in every draft. All in all, the Bucks I think, had a nice draft, and... And getting a guy like Drew Holiday is a good start to the offseason. Bogdan would have been the perfect complimentary trade. However, now we just have to pivot, and Horst has to show us that he's a really good GM, like a lot of us think he is. So it's on him to do it. I I do believe that he can do it. It's just I it's tough to look at the outlook and just find the move for him. But that's why he gets paid to do it, not me. Hey, I mean, he, the Bucks acquired uh, in the sign and trade with Chris Middleton. I mean, they turned it into an, into an All Star, so <laughs> it's a great example of that. So, I mean, let's hope for the best for the off season for the Bucks. Um, yeah. So that is all I have, Christian. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I am good. All right. Uh, give us a follow on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, which is Dairy Sports. Um, give me a follow on Twitter, Sam underscore Daring 68. Um, Christian is I Love Brent Suter. And with that being said, thank you for joining us. And next week we are going, um, actually two weeks from now, we're going to be continuing um, our college basketball predictions. Thanks for joining us. 